Michael Bidwell, Online One. Hello, it's the PHNX Cardinals podcast. Uh, do the Cardinals have the worst zone in the NFL right now? Uh, Daniel oh Snyder on his way out. Commanders sold. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five star wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Johnny Venerable. He's Bo Brock. It's the question you guys want to answer. We're going to talk about it. Uh, Daniel Snyder is all but gone out of the lives of Washington Commander fans. And right now, Michael Bidwell remains the owner, till further notice, of the Arizona Cardinals. So I ask my counterpart, Bo Brock, live at the PHNX headquarters in downtown Phoenix, where does this put Michael Bidwell in the hierarchy of NFL owners, Bo? My God, my co-host coming in hot, asking the hard questions right out of the gate. Is Michael Bidwell by default now? Slide down to what, what is it, the seller, I guess, of NFL owners as far as the worst because at least he had it's it's just like you know cleveland has detroit right at least we're not detroit uh but we're not a great city uh you've got yourself at least we have daniel snyder and now i don't think michael bidwell has that uh to kind of lean on any longer so that's gonna that's it's tough i mean i think that the reality of the situation is you can't say at least we're not the washington commanders franchise i mean that's the opposite of the gold standard that's the that's the turd at the bottom of the nfl barrel yeah. Uh, the, the Arizona Cardinals needed to, the NFL PA survey that was done, the team report cards, uh, that was the, that was the slap in the face. That was the harsh reality that this team yeah. has to make changes and they have to make changes quickly in order to get up to speed and, and keep up with the NFL Joneses because no longer are you not going to be held accountable. Now you have news organizations, media outlets that are covering it more in depth, exposing flaws of organizations, whether it's within the ownership, whether it's within the walls of the facility and how people are treated. Uh, and then you also have whether or not those facilities are up to snuff with the rest of the league. And, you know, yeah. the, the NFL PA took it upon themselves to make sure that the organizations are held, held accountable. So there's really nowhere you can hide any longer. It's too, right. it's too important and, and their stakes are too high to where you can't compete and be competitive as far as your facilities and as far as the morale within those organizations. So uh, look, you know, Jonathan Gannon, Monty Osmond, the reset, the regime change. I think that was a step in the right direction and in bringing in some external uh I guess people just to, to kind of get some fresh eyes on this. And, you know, they didn't, at the end of the day, they didn't need their help in those fresh eyes in order to expose anything, but they needed some people with some bright minds and some coming from organizations that have been successful and to show them and lead them, I guess, out of the darkness, not to being too dramatic, but yeah, they, they, they needed it and they have to continue to make, make strides in that direction. Yeah, I'm going to be called a shill for what I'm about to say. And I want to preface this all by saying, you know, like two, three years ago, Bidwell was probably viewed as middle of the pack, right? Got the new stadium, certainly not viewed as an owner like his late father, Bill. But I think over the course of the last 18, 24 months, he has fallen into a category of, let's just call it bottom tier NFL owner. And you can take with that what you want. Maybe a Steven Ross now is in that category. The Haslam's in Cleveland, nobody thinks fondly of the situation in Detroit you mentioned. I mean, just franchises that consistently have had issues trying to win on the field. But, you know, where I would give Bidwell credit prior to the last 18 months is stadium, consistency, Wizenhunt, Arians, right? Doing some good stuff with Kingsbury early on. Certainly not like Bill Bidwell from the 80s and 90s. Uh, With that being said, 
I do think that he could get back to a place where uh, I'm not saying that the last 18 months aren't consistent and, and will just go away. To your point, you can't hide from it. But I mm-hmm. think if he makes the logical decision of hiring a team president and then for Monty Osmond and Jonathan Gannon to say, this, this needs to change, Mike, you're never going to win here. And him listening to that and assuming yeah. that nothing comes out from the past 18 to 24 months that is enough for, to warrant him to sell, which is still possible. We could get a recording. You could get documentation. Yeah. They could vet. And I'll say all this with an asterisk because that could happen. And that'd be really sad for those people. Uh, and it's already been really sad for, for the people of the franchise that have had to endure reportedly what's been going on. I do think that he can turn it around, though. Hire a team president, yeah. enable your GM and your head coach, and go win football games and treat people the right way. Win off the field is, is more important than winning football games. And then usually the success on the field is going to fall. You get the best people in-house. Right. You're going to have the best product, right? So, I listen, Cincinnati's culture wasn't great five years ago. They've turned it around. So I do not think that – and there's a lot of this on Twitter. And You guys can think and say what you want on, on the Twitter streets in the comments here. Welcome, everybody. Got 86 of you. Hit that like button. I – I think you can win with Michael Bidwell because I've seen them win with Michael Bidwell, frankly. They were two minutes away in the Super Bowl from winning the championship. They've won more with Mike than with his late father. But it's time to get your shit together, Mike. It's time to level up, and it's time to do things in a professional manner and catch up to the rest of the NFL. And if he's if he's willing to make those changes and nothing he's done to this point, reportedly, is going to hamper his ability to do that, then I think that it's salvageable. But if we keep going down this spiral that we have been over the last 18 months, enabling the wrong people, belittling coworkers or, you know, reports, the HR department, everything's kind of, you know, it's a it's a, a toxic environment, as we've heard from mm-hmm. employees. If that continues, then then there's no salvaging it. He should sell the team. So it's a it's a it's a difficult crossroads pivot point that I hope I hope Michael Bidwell can see his way through. But if not, he deserves to have to sell his team. Right. And I mean, even when you look at the we continue to look at the comparison to to Washington and and it's tough, even with the serious allegations that were uh, levied towards the Cardinals and its owner, Michael Bidwell, and President Michael Bidwell, it's even it still doesn't even touch what was alleged and what was as far as what happened in Washington. Um, But that's not that's not anything to say, hey. At least we're not that because that's, you know, that's, that's just the, it's, he's the, the NFL is a better place now that Dan Snyder has sold is reportedly going to sell his organization. I mean, it's just, it's a dub for the rest of the league. The owners hated Daniel Snyder, at least Michael Bidwell, I I believe has the respect of his peers. They like Michael Bidwell one because you know, what I'm sure just how they interact with them. And then also they like that, you know, they probably, they've been to the playoffs once since 20s, you know, they host Super Bowls. I mean, they, they make money for the NFL in different ways. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, he's been a part of some solid things as far as the the, the diversity programs and and things like that. And they can't be overlooked, but he's an analogy and a cliche here. It's like, I believe, I I really believe that Michael Bidwell by not being Bill Bidwell, that helped out a lot by taking over the reins of the organization and, and putting, you know, what was at the time fresh eyes on a, on a franchise that was, you know, just it was struggling, right? Because of this polarizing owner and, and as frugal as he was. And, mm. uh, you know, you hear the horror stories from former players and, you know, what they were charged the uh, FedEx money that their contract came in and it was taken out of their contract and stuff like that. And, uh, 
he kind of the success he had early on. It's like he rested on his laurels there, right? Like yeah. had some early success, got the stadium done, right? It was most of it was publicly funded, um, but got a new stadium, got him out of Sun Devil Stadium, committed to winning. Uh, hit on some uh, a couple coaches. Wiz and Hutton takes them to that unprecedented run to the Super Bowl, and then BA a couple years later, uh, and, and the success that they had the first three seasons, they're winning double digit games. Yeah, uh, but I feel like maybe he got a little bit rested on his laurels there, and it, it kind of turned into the guy that peaked in high school, right? It's like, yeah, he was solid right out of the gates early on. But did he develop enough? Did he just take it and say, hey, I had this much success early? And I'm just going to continue to do what I did then and not adjust and learn as an owner and surrounded himself with the same people and, and ina- guys that he enabled like Steve Kime for far too long. And he put himself in this position and it just festered for two decades. Yeah. And now here we are where he's staring down uh, being associated with one of the league's worst of all time in Daniel Snyder. And I think that he's not there yet. He's very far from it, but as far as separating himself from the pack, he's very close to that. And you can mask a lot by winning, and then equally you can be exposed by losing. I think this is greater than just the on-the-field product. And hear me out on this, Bo. I, plenty of franchises in the NFL that don't win, that don't have consistent success. I mentioned Detroit, Cleveland, Jacksonville up until recently. Plenty of franchises that go through lulls like the Cardinals have. I mean, really under Bidwell – Michael Bidwell, the Cardinals haven't had consistent playoff lulls. They've had a couple down years and they'd be back to 500. They'd be back to the playoffs. That's kind of cyclical with like the Falcons and the Panthers and some of the other middling teams in the NFL where it's a non-starter for me. And I think a large portion of the fan base is the toxicity and how you treat people and say what you want about those other franchises. We don't have reports of that happening. And so like, Hey, Michael, you can, I'm not going to say you can get away with not winning football games, but there's some grace to be had, right? You're already the longest tenured franchise that's not won a Super Bowl or a professional sports championship in, in all pro sports. But on top of that, it's like you can't be bad and then also treat your people bad. Like then you shouldn't have a franchise, right? Right. right. Like, like if you're incompetent as an owner, meaning you can't win football games, like Goodell's not going to take your franchise away. That, that's never happening. And I think that was the argument for a lot of fans was take the franchise away because we can't win Super Bowls. And I understand right. what you mean by that. We all want to win. We want this franchise to hoist the Lombardi trophy, have consistent success for the first time in their franchise history. That's not what's going to make Michael Bidwell ever sell the team. That's not why Washington's selling the team. They've had mm-hmm. some above 500 seasons. They've been to the playoffs. It's the, the stuff behind the scenes. It's how you treat people. It's the toxicity, right? That it's it, potentially illegal doings, um, illegal in the sense of, you know, with Steve Kime and burner phones and then everything that went on with Washington and there's domestic abuse situations or abuse situations. So that's what, well, that's why Daniel Snyder is selling his team. If you're bad for so long, 10, 15, 20 years, and then you have to sell your team, like Detroit would have been under new ownership. Jacksonville, Cleveland would have had new owners a long time ago. So I think it's important to differentiate like, Cardinals are bad, sell the team to, hey, this is a toxic franchise with people that are nine to fivers. They don't feel comfortable or safe at work. Like that's more important. And that's the conversation we're having. That's why Daniel Snyder is selling his team. He bought it in 1999 and it was a toxic place from then on until today. And that's why everybody hopefully can breathe the sigh of relief there. Have have the Cardinals gotten to that point? I hope not. But everything we hear from a lot of the ex-employees there 
team members there is it's not a fun place to work. I didn't enjoy going right. there. It wasn't a place where I could see myself staying because it wasn't a good environment. That's where you get on oh, my toe in the line to Washington and Daniel Snyder. Right. Yeah, and and to give perspective, like working in in sports, obviously a lot of people want to do it, right? But you're working yeah. long hours, probably not making that much money. Uh, and to, on top of that, if you work for a boss, w- whether it's a manager of an area of the organization or it's the right. owner, it, and, and it makes things tough on your day to day. I mean, that's you, you've already got so many things going against you. You don't want like people who work in sports are usually passionate about it, right? Yeah. And and for them to be beaten down, and say. Well, tried it out, but it was a nightmare. It right. was it was a nightmare, and that's that's a, unfortunately a lot of uh, you know what what we're hearing coming f- from people who exit that organization. But yeah, but then you look at you know the the biggest difference between Bidwell and Snyder is Snyder the, the other owners hated him, yeah. right? Because Goodell he, hated him. He pretty much was blackmail allegedly whatever however you throw this around so i don't get ph and x and all of our uh, everybody in trouble but like he was basically saying hey i've got dirt on you so if you ever come for me i'm gonna release that so owners were just like screw this guy screw that organization so there was more pressure there where i don't i I, i'll give bidwell the benefit of the doubt like by far that he has the respect of of most of the other owners you know 100 percent so he's close you know, with Jerry now, Jones. He's it's a legacy like Washington Bo. It's a for, right. for what you think about the it's a legacy franchise. It's been around since the the inception of the league. And yeah. the Bidwells have owned it the entire time. And that's important to keep in mind where Snyder owned the team for about 25 years and sold it. Right. Yeah, it was and it's he got a brand new stadium, just let it go to complete shit. Right. Uh, and, and just took misstep after misstep after misstep to where, you know, I, I think that Bidwell has finally done the right thing. And, you know, after far too long, what was it? 94 was the last external hire of a general manager. They hired an external general manager, Monty Austin for this off season. They go out and they get Jonathan Gannon. They didn't promote Vance Joseph from the de- defensive coordinator position to be the head coach and be an extension of the previous coaching staff goes out there and gets fresh eyes on the coaching staff. They revamp that. You've only got so many holdovers. You've got people being let go because, you know, it, it, different positions within the organization that aren't part of the football personnel, but they're just, they're starting to revamp everything and get people in that, you know, the coaching staff trust, the front office trust, and, yeah. you know, people below that uh trust to to do their job and do it well and operate at a high level so there's change this this organization is undergoing a massive facelift so and and it and it could be for the better now i mean it could go south but it seems like it feels like bonnie osfort dave sears the 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 main players in this jonathan gannon his top coordinators they all seem like generally good people that are good at their jobs and if given you know the if they're empowered the right way can start to change this thing quickly and for the better. This, this might be like the biggest non-hot take ever and just stupid common sense. Despite Michael Bidwell, if John Gannon and Monty Austin Ford are elite at their jobs, they can win a championship. Even with Michael Bidwell and his meddling and his inconsistencies and potentially everything else going on. Because look at the, the word over Bo's right shoulder there. It says culture. They, they get to now set the culture for this franchise, at least with yeah. the football operations. Yeah. And that's encouraging. Well, 
your your left, our right, if we're looking at Bo Brock. I want to look at some of these super chats here. Wrenches and Rants, 99 cents, super sicker. Thank you so much, Wrenches and Rants. Uh, Picking spreads, showing love to our boy Bo Brock. $2 super chat talking about how Bo is becoming an NFL draft expert. I don't know if I'd go that far. Oh, I know come he's on, stomped. I know he's stuck. He stomped all over You're my just, PFF because you just you day. just recorded your breakdown. We got a break. I just released my breakdown of Will Anderson. Yeah. You got your Tyree Wilson breakdown coming soon. Uh, yeah. You just make sure you're subscribed. Of course, the PHNX. You got the you got the fun YouTube. one. I had to talk about how Tyree had seven sacks the last two years in the Big Twelve. That wasn't <laughs> a fun conversation to have. Oh, I mean, my conversation was basically like, "Hey, here's this great prospect, and why the Cardinals aren't going to likely take him." Always a draft expert. Uh, you don't have to be an expert, by the way, to join us in two weeks from today. Two weeks from today at Four Peaks in Tempe for our NFL draft party. I love these comments coming in. This this comment up here hits home because I am uh, uh, within a family that longstanding Cardinal fans longer uh, than, than me. Um, let me see if I can find it here. Uh, here it is. Um, I love this comment. Producer Jacob's on his game. Oldest NFL franchise, according to Bucky Bird, and 77 years since the last title. Come on, Big Red. I'm getting old. You sound like my dad, Bucky Bird. We just we just want one championship. Get us a title. I grew up with Cub fans, and, and fortunately for them and, and all their parents, they all got to see a championship with Theo Epstein. Maybe Monty Austin for Bo Brock can be our Theo Epstein because that those are the two franchises, the Cubs and the Cardinals, that had the longest droughts. Cubs were first. Cubs got their title. It's Cardinals' turn now. Maybe Epstein maybe did it with two, though. He did with the Red Sox and the Cubs. That guy's a legend. That guy never has to pay for a meal in That's any true. city he goes to because there's I, Cubs and Red Sox fans everywhere. Michael Evans, I will see you guys there. Hell yeah, Michael Evans for the draft party. Um, so we're going to talk about the draft and uh, when it's too early, maybe to take a running back. But first, uh, you can do some wagering. Not sure if you guys know this with our friends at BetMGM, BetMGM Sportsbook. Now the official home of PHNX Cardinals on game day this fall. But before then, Suns watch parties for away games presented by Nutrell, food and drink specials, PHNX giveaways, and BetMGM deposit matches. You got to join us. But first, you got to go to the BetMGM app. Use that bonus code PHNX. We've got some playing games happening tomorrow. We've got some MLB baseball going on. You can check out $200 in bonus bets on your first wager with our friends at BetMGM. Super simple. Here's how it works. You download the BetMGM app, sign up with that bonus code PHNX, place a pregame money line wager in the amount of at least 10 bones. Got to put 10 bucks down, and you're going to receive 200 in bonus bets instantly, regardless of the outcome of your wager. Just make sure you're using that sweet, sweet bonus code PHNX. And now you get to hear from my friend, my counterpart on PHNX Bets Daily, Shane Diefenbach, talk about the disclaimer. Disclaimer 21 plus to wager. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. Let's talk about Four Peaks. You mentioned the draft party. It's going down April 27th. That's uh, two weeks from today. Today, we are going to be at Four Peaks 8th Street Brewery, hanging out, drinking some beers. You know, I'm going to have probably a kilt lifter. I'm probably going to have myself uh, a wow wheat. 
probably going to have dabble in all their great beers that they have. I need a ride home. On location. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We're going to Uber home yeah. uh, or, you know, Lyft. I don't know. Whatever you prefer. Whoever's paying for it, throw me in there. And I'll get home safely after enjoying Every single brew that they had that we're going to have what with a, you, make sure you tell reserve us about your spot. that What's green up? tea one. What's the green tea one? The green tea lager? Yeah, yeah. you got to try it. I had it the last time on our last Wednesday, uh, and you just you stuck to the old trusty, uh, the wow wheat. Well, I wasn't about to do. Now we're going to do twelve hours of goodness at four peak. So I feel like I need yeah. caffeine mixed with alcohol, and I feel like it's the perfect combo. You think so? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's got the green tea element to it. It's refreshing. It's a great okay. spring summer beer. So you yeah. got to check it out for yourself. Reserve your spot. By the way, it's free. It's free mm-hmm. to come watch the Arizona Cardinals usher in a new era with their first kind of new player, new building block for the future of this organization. Be there with us. Hang out with us. Drink some beers. Enjoy some great vibes. Enjoy that great menu. Of course, you got the appetizers. You got the chicken rolls. You got the garlic cheese beer bread. You've got the entrees. They go crazy with the flatbreads. You're going to have a blast there. They got the great desserts. And then they got the bourbon barrel beer. It's so good. It's so smooth. The Raj IPA, one of my favorite. That's how when, when the Cardinals select their player, whether they trade down or they stick and pick, I'm going to celebrate with a nice, smooth barrel-aged uh, beer. No doubt about it. Join us. 21 years old and enjoy the beer, but you can still be under 21 and come hang out with us. Real talk. When I think about like when my friends back home in the Midwest, like they think about like premier spots to come and hang out in Arizona, like indoor, outdoor bars, places that make you feel welcome, that have great food, great atmosphere, like Four Peaks is at the top of that list. So if you're if you're thinking to yourself, I don't know if I want to deal with the crowds on draft night. I don't know where to go, where to park. All of that's taken care of. I promise you're going to have a great time. Come hang with us. It is free. It is free 99, as my counterpart likes to say. You can find the RSVP sign-up at Johnny Venerable, at Bo Brock. Reserve your spot now. We have plenty of spots for everybody, but we want a head count. So all you have to do is fill out like your name and your email address. Come party with us because we're going to usher in this new era of Arizona Cardinal football, which, Bo, may include a running back we don't know we don't we assume that's not going to be B. John robinson in the first round but cardinals <laughs> are they're dabbling with some of these second tier backs like they they met with tank bigsby out of auburn the other day kendra miller who's i'm a big fan of out of tcu so my question for you and the chat and i pose this on twitter when is too early for this franchise to take a back i'm gonna pull up here cardinals draft picks here, here's what we got going on right now. We assume they're going to add to this, God willing, with a trade down, maybe a D-hop trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, when is too early? Is pick 34, in your opinion, too early to take any back not named Bijan Robinson? Well, I mean, as we look at our graphic here, Monty Austin Ford looks like me when my wife comes home with the Lululemon shopping bags. And <laughs> I just know that there's been a lot of money spent. Uh, he, he looks disappointed in his only eight draft picks. And we, we expect that to approach double digits by draft day or on draft day. So yeah. he'll be a little bit more, a little perk, a little bit more perky Monty Austin for it. So uh, if, if we are just looking at the draft capital right now, where it's, you know, pretty much eight picks, you've got an extra six because of compensatory pick an extra third uh, because of compensatory pick. Uh, I think that 34 is too early still. And even if so? a guy like Jameer Gibbs from Alabama, if he's on the board, one of the top running backs that they're even consider, you know, some teams are probably considering in the first round at the back end. Uh, I still think that's too early because of the shape of the roster. But if you're looking yeah. at any of those third round picks, I have no problem with that. I think that's a sweet spot. 
I agree with you. Uh, Bijan is the only first round caliber back this year. I think um, Gibbs, the kid out of Alabama, is like a firm mid second. And this team, if they're going to overdraft a position, it needs to be one of the premium positions that we talked about defensive, offensive line, cornerback, pass rusher. So I'm with you. I, I think the sweet spot for this franchise, I expect them in any kind of trade down scenario, but they're going to equip at least another second this year, you would assume. So that would, would give them two twos and two threes. I think at the earliest, it's got to be the second of your two twos or you, you dabble in the third round. I think that that, if you look at where like PFF has a lot of these guys graded, they've got Jameer Gibbs 50th overall, the kid out of UCLA 60th, uh, Devon out of Texas A&M 70, Dwayne McBride 82, Tank Bigsby 83, Miller 94, uh, the Spears kid from Tulane, who's electric, 97. It really feels like Cardinals want to take a running back, use a third-round pick on him, use a comp pick, use your initial third, because I think when you look at pick 34, they are going to get a first-round talent at that position. They should. Somebody who was probably mocked in the first round. Very few mocks have any running backs going outside of B. John Robinson. And if, you, if you're looking at our friends at PFF, they're like, don't take B. John Robinson before like pick 20. So I, 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 I'm of the mindset. Now, Petsine came from Cleveland. They used a mm-hmm. premium pick to get Nick Chubb. You know, Austin Ford, their offense ran through a running back with Derrick Henry. But I think that was circumstantial. Those were, I want to say, blue chip running backs that had first round grades. Yeah. that fell. Arguably the two best running backs in the league in, in Nick right. Chubb and Derrick Henry. I, those are very specific instances. And while I think but where were they drafted? Second, second round early though yeah. i mean Derek was mm-hmm. in the 40s and nick chubb was in the 30s um but i think, I think nick chubb was he the first pick of the second round during his was, draft yeah yeah um but there's there's just this 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 draft is going to have a lot of starters but i think they need to come later than the cardinals at pick 34 bo i i i wouldn't hate the jameer gibbs thing i i would never like i think i saw somebody say basically the same thing in the chat it's like if they did it and you look at his tape, and it's it, it's absolutely electric what he right. what he brings to the table. Uh, you know, a future feature back. Um, it, it's tough to be like not to get excited about it, but it, it does still feel like something the previous regime would have done, right? Well, it's like, I've got they still to build Ryan. It's like, what Ryan are you Williams doing with the, the first second. round pick? What, you know, what what's that pick look like? And, and then what are you doing after that? What are you doing that's going to supplement the offensive line, the defensive line, the edge, like all these issues, the defensive secondary. It's like all those things should be uh, should should be over getting a running back. But if you can get a guy, I, I completely they, they're they're tied to the kid out of Pitt. He's uh, he's ranked like 110th according to Perfect. the Draft Network. Uh, Aben Kanda, Israel yeah. Aben Kanda. Uh, he, he had a freak pro day. Um, he'd be interesting. Uh, it's interesting when you look at the caliber of back that they've been tied to, though, you can't pin down like what they're necessarily looking for. Like, you got some guys like Kendry Miller, who's more of an early guy, and then you got a guy who more like pass catching guys. So, I haven't been able to kind of pin down like what they're looking for. You would assume it would be a compliment to James Conner, but then it's like the same mm. conversation you have about tackles. No, I agree with you. It's, it's the same conversation you have about tackles. It's like the, you're not James Conner beyond 2023. Probably they is not wearing a Cardinals uniform, right? You're probably right. you're not do, you're not making age. to be complimentary of James right. Conner. Right. You're not letting James Conner 
at almost 30 years old dictate what you do in the draft. Right. But you do bring up a good point, Bo. It's like pick 34, at least to start this year, is not getting carries over James Conner. And right. that has to be considered. Pick 34, if it's my guy Avila from TCU, his ass is in the lineup day one. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see anybody else, Joe Blow, undrafted guy or – you know, Joe Blow, street free agent <laughs> that's been in the league seven years. That's what the old regime would have done. Is he related yeah. to the other Joe Blow? Yeah, they're cu- they're late cousins. Um, <laughs> Avila's in the lineup at pick 34, right? Uh, a yeah. defensive tackle's in the lineup because that position mm-hmm. group's ass right now, with all due respect. <laughs> but you take Jameer Gibbs as, elect- as electric as it is. You can as electric say, hey, with as all due is. respect, Richard Lawrence, that your position group's well, ass. Rashad, get out of the training room. <laughs> Play play 17 games and let's have a conversation. Every time I saw poor Lecky Foto, he was seven to eight yards out down the field, just getting his ass pancaked. And people are like, I like Lecky Foto. Well, what? What's the parameters? You just got to stay healthy. Um, I'm getting off track here. But I, Jameer Gibbs, I think he'd probably get like 30% of the touches in September and October. James Conner's right. going to carry the ball a lot, especially if there's no Kyler Murray and the offense is predicated mm-hmm. on the run. So take it back. You have my blessing. You have PHNX Cardinals blessing. You can use a day two pick on a running back. Pick 34, though, is what I view as a premium kind of 1B to your 1A pick. It's a first round pick. Like, I just like it was hard to see Byron Murphy leave in part because he was the 33rd overall pick. He wasn't mm-hmm. just a second round pick. Not all second round picks, obviously, Johnny are equal. So, pick 34, like, should have the same expectations. Let me repeat that. Pick 34 should have the same expectations of pick three or pick 11 or pick seven. That player needs to start immediately. And it needs to be of a a position of value that this franchise now has a hierarchy. Tackle slash offensive line, defensive line, quarterback, pass rusher, corner. That's it. Those are the big five. And you already have a quarterback. So if you take a corner, Christian Gonzalez, that pick 34 needs to be an offensive or defensive lineman. Let me uh, let me ask a stupid question that might set the chat ablaze. If you had to choose to use the 34th overall pick on a running back or a wide receiver, oh no, which position are you taking? Think, Thank God this this hypothetical hopefully won't be in play. I think I'm going to go wide out because I think there's a better chance that you could get one of those. Something's burning. I think it's the chat. <laughs> People, Big spread says wide receiver easily. Well, because the position's wide more valuable. Wide receiver all day, according to Jordan P. Because they're, these running yeah, backs. This is a dumber question than I thought. Well, to Coney's point, they can't be a who, little man. Who can't be me. James Conner, do you have? You have no depth at the running back position. You've Everybody's got saying James Conner, Corey Clement, Keontae Ingram. And then at wide receiver, as of right now, you've got DeAndre Hopkins. I don't anticipate him being on the roster. But then you've got Hollywood Brown. You've got Rondell Moore when he's not in the training room. You've got Greg Dortch. And you've got Zach Pascal. You've got serviceable guys where beyond James Conner, I mean, especially to your point about Kyler Murray, like if he's not ready, you want to run the shit out of the football. The only way you do that, you can't put all the mileage on James Conner. Well, here's what you do. You go sign Kareem Hunt like after the draft. You can get backs at any point. Um, we've been making a case. You can't get DeAndre Hopkins in the league. I don't know what the hell they're doing, but it's receiver. Receivers are much more of a wanted quantity commodity right now. So who running you backs like there? Second. 
Like, am I is is what's his name from TCU available? Probably not. I mean, I he's. Know. I feel like he's been plummeting. I mean, you've got, you've got uh, four wide receivers that are being bandied around, right? And okay. you know, some people are saying one has a first round grade, and that's uh, the kid from Ohio State, right? Sure, Jigba Smith. And then you've got, uh, and then then you've got Zave you know, uh, Flowers, Zave Flowers out of BC, and then you got Addison out of USC, and it's like those are probably somebody's going to be there. Josh well, Downs multiple. from North Carolina had a good college career, but he's five ten. There's a kid out of Dell, the kid out of Houston. He's undersized. I mean, it's just like you you have used a first or second round pick on a receiver for the last. Five off seasons. Take a break. Take a <laughs> breath, Monty. Go, go. Put your. It's like when we were. They taught you this when you ran a mile and then you had to put your hands on your head. This is Monty and the and everybody else when a receiver they like is available. Put your hands on your head and take a breath. Right. <laughs> Regain consciousness count and then ten. go count to ten right. and then go yeah. draft a different position. I like Greg Dorch, by the way. I'm a big Greg Dorch fan. I think he's going to have a great year. Guys are crushed in the chat with Rasheed Rice's, you know, later in the draft. Absolutely. Jonathan Mingo just watched a breakdown on Jonathan Mingo. Uh, just fun to watch play. Yeah. If you can get him in the third or fourth round, uh, that would be, I think, a dub for the Arizona Cardinals. But, uh, man, and then it's it's like you, you've got a couple guards, you know, who are you know, right around that fringe first rounder, right? Yeah, I'm thirsty for that. Usually mostly second rounds, like, who knows what happens with Osiris? It seems like Osiris Torrance from from Florida is probably going to be, you know, depending on how you we'll use Garansky, your first guard off the board, right? Yeah. And then you've got guys like, like we mentioned, Avila could be there. And that seems like that should be the pick, right? That just should be the pick. They worked Don't him out like six times. And that's, that's, that's an aggressive overstate. But they met with him at the Combine. I think they were they had people at TCU Pro Day because they're interested in a bunch of guys and they've used the top 30 visit on him. Like he he needs to be an Arizona Cardinal. Steve Avilia at 6'3, 330 is the is the first homegrown guard that this team has drafted that's going to be worth a shit in forever. He can play center and guard, by the way. That if I had to sign up for a pick <laughs> tomorrow that's not Will Anderson, it might be Steve Avilia. All right. Did you go? I was at the Fiesta Bowl. The, the offensive line and the defensive line, but the offensive line for TCU, what they did to Jim Harbaugh's Blue Bloods defensive linemen at Michigan, they beat the holy hell out of them. And that's Steve Avilia. <laughs> I, I, I me, people so are telling up. me Mozzie Smith, though. Mozzie Smith. Look at him in the second round, third round. Mozzie Smith, defensive lineman from Michigan. He would have been on that defensive line that got their ass kicked by Avila. They get, Michigan gave up like a million points that day. They did not a, not a good day. Quentin Johnston was running a track meet up and down the State Farm Stadium. Can we just, can we have both of those players at thirty four? Is there a way that like <laughs> just get just just no, put get two more names picks. on a card? Trade down yeah. from three, right? Trade down yeah. from three. I'm gonna be a kid in the can. We talked. I'm gonna say this every day moving forward. This day two mock drafts. I won't be able to sleep. The the pick thirty four, and then they have another two, and they could potentially have multiple picks in round three on top of what they already have. It's just going to be like a kidney candy store. Uh, so we're excited about the draft. But before the draft, we think at some point this team is going to unveil new uniforms. We're going to talk about maybe the reception of one of the Cardinals own on these new unis. But first, I, I'm kidding the candy store. I can get my candy. You know where I go? Circle K. So excited to partner with our friends at Circle K. Check out your local Circle K. Best beer selection for Peaks. Best coffee. 
premium convenience at not a premium price. Gas, cents off, sign up with all of their promotions they've got going on. And it's hot out right now. I know I tell you this all the time, but it bears repeating. When you're taking road trips with the fam, you got long commutes. You don't want to be stuck out in rural Arizona. I love the countryside. It's fantastic. The mountains here are wonderful. But you want gas, and you want to be able to fill up at a place that you feel safe. Trusted resource, trusted partner is Circle K. And again, load up. Diamondbacks, they're off the charts right now. Suns basketball. You're hanging out at home. You're watching on your premier flat screen TV with surround sound, but you need the goodies. Get them at Circle K. Ice pops, 12 packs of beer, Red Bull Monster Energy drinks, Polar Pops. Hello. Make sure you're not missing out on all the great stuff Circle K has for you. I got one one minute away from my house. It is a staple in the venerable family. Head to circlek.com slash store locator to find the nearest Circle K to you, Bo. I feel like the host of the show, our producer, Jacob, everybody in the chat has a Circle K a minute from their house. It's just that convenient. It's right there. You got one. feels like on every corner here in our great state. Uh, let's go from Circle K to OKO. OGs, our friends are at OGs Brands. Love them. They would actually compliment a nice Circle K run, wouldn't they? Because uh, yeah. you got the great gummies and you got a gummy pretty much for any kind of situation. You're going to a concert. You're going to a game. You're going to sit home and watch Netflix. You're going to watch the game on your Fubo TV. OGs Brands is the perfect gummy for all of those, or you're just looking to get you to sleep and keep you asleep. OG's Brands has something for everyone. They've got the Aquaberry flavored sleep time gummy, which puts you asleep and keeps you asleep. It's unbelievable. Um, and then you've got something, you know, the Indica, you got the Sativa, you got the Happy Balance, the strawberries and cream that you can find now on the shelves of your local dispensary, even the ones in Maricopa, Johnny. You can find them at your local dispensary out there. Got to check out all their incredible products, all their incredible flavors that they have. Of course, you've got blackberries and cream, their tropical selection, and watermelon. Check them out, ogsbrands.com. That's ogsbrands.com, O-G-E-E-Z, brands. Follow them on your socials as well at OG's Brands. I also have to say this, too. This is a shameless plug for all the great work that's going on here at PHNX uh, Sports. Last night, in this chair that I'm sitting in, new Sun Devils head guy, Kenny Dillingham, was here on the High Point podcast with our guy Jalen Connors. He also joined the guys for PHNX Sun Devils. You have to check out those interviews. And then... Get sports royalty on the PHNX Sports today. Join PHNX Coyotes with Gary Bettman, the commissioner awesome. of an effing sports league. Join one of our shows today. Join Craig, Leah, and, and Petey. You got to check out that interview as well. Uh, check out Coyotes. See the GM or the commissioner of the NHL. Check out Sun Devils. See the head coach of their football team. Check out Cardinals. And it's Bo and I. And we're having a great time. <laughs> hey, we got stuff in the works. We do. We got we're stuff just, in the works. We, we can't. Come on, Cardinals. Give us some people. We'd love to put on your people. Uh, we're good people. Uh, so is Grinstone <laughs> 480. Yo, Johnny and Bo, do you think it's a good idea if the cards wait till we uh, we pick the uh, till we pick the player? I'm assuming to unveil the new uniform. So what I think is what he's asking is on draft night. Just don't have the new uniforms announced until you know you put up the the jersey with Roger Goodell. I think that will be cool, but they're going to do some big elaborate uh, presentation. Um, so we're going to get it before then. And speaking of that, perfect transition, my friends. Uh, Hollywood Brown supposedly has seen the new uniforms, or at least that's what he leads us to believe on the Instagram streets as the Cardinals put the upside down. What is it? The the what do you, what do you call that thing? What do you, the sand thing, the timer the sand thing, hourglass. Good hell. 
And then uh, Primetime Jet, <laughs> a.k.a. Hollywood Brown it's underneath the, it's it. It's the sand-timey majiggy, I believe is the technical term. <laughs> now, I saw that you explained this to me. I hadn't seen it yet. And I'm like, oh, is, are they doing something because they put it in the desert and then they're using a, a sand hourglass? Like, are they going to be sand colors? But now I look at this and I'm like, probably not. But regardless, yeah. Primetime Jet, a.k.a. That Hollywood was, Brown. That was you going out on a very, very far limb. I want them to be sand beige. Is that so wrong? <laughs> I want desert vibes in the unis. But Hollywood yeah. Brown's seen him. He's excited about Bo. He is. He's gassing him up. And, you know, I saw a lot of people that uh, in the comments saying the players haven't seen him. We don't know. Uh, nobody's confirmed that. You know, I saw Zavin was the one that was the, the he gave the uh, the thinking emoji yesterday to the what's in the box video that dropped. It looked like it was the opening scene to one of the new Mission Impossible films. So it's it, there's there's still no clarity on what the uniforms are going to look like. I saw some people definitively saying, you know, the, the the jerseys that Red Sea Trent put up on Twitter that we've shown on our show before were the yeah. jerseys. I don't I, I'm not buying that because I haven't seen that. Those are the ones that you that you pointed out. Um, maybe I can send them to Jacob and we can get is, them on the is, screen. Is Trent saying that those are the uniforms? No, not him. Okay. I, I'm just seeing because you, you've got uh, some Twitter sleuths out there that that believe anything they see on the internet is truth. Um, but to me, oh, the the ones with the wings, <laughs> right? Yeah, the ones with the wings. God, I hope it's not the ones with the wings. You're if if I could sign up for those today, I would. I would. I would. I would go to the old ones. No. <laughs> if I could sign up, I would. For I would a, rather they play in like a burlap sack than play in. You're just the worst. Uniforms with wings on them. Here's what I'm going to tell you: If they unveil new uniforms and they're and they're not great, and I'm going to say it's your fault because we, we you probably prefer the wings over what you're going to get. That's how I feel. I think I'm going to pose that question to you in about a week's time when these puppies are unveiled, and I'm going to say, Bo, wings are these. We should do that. We should do mock up or what the Cardinals actually got. And I, yeah, I'm hopeful that the fans um, have done the best work. But I have a feeling the Cardinals' new uniforms, unless they they follow the guidance of the fans, are going to pale in comparison to a lot of the talented stuff we've seen. But I don't know. I I wish they would rip the bandaid off, but they have to have time to be able to put them on display. They got to put them in the team store. They got to have them out there. Uh, you know, so people to wear that, you, you know, they want people to wear them on the great lawn for the, for the draft part that they're having on, on the Thursday, the 27th. Although you guys won't be there. You'll be hanging with us where if you buy New Jersey, they'll wear it to our draft party. We'll, we'll, um, we'll put it on the Twitter, the Twitter streets. Hope Michaela, our phenomenal social media coordinator director, will will throw it up on PHNX sports. Um, that'd be pretty awesome. How are you buying a Jersey immediately? I don't know. Is that, I mean, like, which player would I have a Kyler Murray jersey? If they if they draft Will Anderson, I'll buy a Will Anderson jersey. How about that? But if they yeah, draft, yeah, if they draft Tyree Wilson, you want you, you want to see a, a five six five six man wearing a Tyree Wilson jersey? Probably hang down to like my ankles. I know I get my size, <laughs> but it's just like, hey, there's Johnny. He's re- he's repping Tyree Wilson, who's six six. He's a defensive end. Look at this five six guy. <laughs> That's why, it like, I like fucking wearing a nightgown. Like, this is yeah, my nightshirt. This is like when my kids wear one of my t-shirts to bed. That's like me and Tyree Wilson jersey. Here are the wing jerseys I was talking about. Producer Jake. Those are about fucking here. awesome. Those are great. Calm down, dude. Calm down. Those. If if you took the wing off them, I'm I think I'm on board. The state flag is not incorporated, according to Kyle Odegaard. For those of you who didn't yeah. know. 
He also said um, Arizona across it. Which yeah, he did say that Arizona is on the front chest. Like, I don't... He, why, he also why said he that? didn't see him. Right. Come on, Kyle. Holding out on us. Dylan Richards, I'm 5'6", too. Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah. A <laughs> couple uh, other just like news and notes today. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals, their former signal caller, Trace McSorley. Farewell. He is now a member of the New England Patriots. Can we... Is, is that another... You know, as far as D hop to the Pats, is he going to go play potentially with the guy that threw him 10 balls last year and he was only able to catch one of them in a uh, football, in an actual NFL game? I'm going to tell you right football? now. I'm going to tell you right now. We were pretty close with our prediction. We said David Blau would be on the Pats with Cliff Kingsbury, Trace McSorley <laughs> without Cliff Kingsbury. That's pretty close. Um, Jeff Driscoll, uh, if I'm pronouncing his yeah. name correctly, he is in yep. fact an NFL player. Cardinals met with him. That does anything for you. He's started NFL games. Uh, doesn't appear like anything's imminent, but Cardinals at least are still, Bo, sniffing around quarterbacks as Colt McCoy is going to pull double duty this spring doing some USFL color play-by-play work. Feels like Colt, Colt might be done after this year, and so preparing for his next career. Cardinals need to prepare for September. Sign a real quarterback, please. Well, they, they need to prepare for leading up to September. I mean, you yeah. need camp arms. And, and, you know, with Kyler Murray, you can be uh, – you, you have to like where he is, obviously. He's already, you know, strength training 13, mm-hmm. now 14 weeks post-surgery. But still, the his, his status isn't in doubt. And, of course, you've got to get yourself through OTAs and training camp, and you got to have guys that can throw decent footballs, NFL – spirals out there so uh a guy like driscoll he's got experience so i it, it, that would be the toughest saddest quarterback competition in the, maybe the history of the game just to, play will anderson at quarterback that driscoll happens. wow just run wildcat they also uh were tied to an offensive lineman in jackson barton who it seems like according to field, field yates uh they are going to sign barton so that would be i think their 14th offensive lineman and teams sometimes will carry about 15 so, but a lot of these contracts have very little, if any, guaranteed money. So, like guys that you uh, were up in arms about, you know, the Dennis Dailies of the world, uh, because of their performance on their previous. Didn't Dennis team. get a two-year deal though? Right, but if you look at the guaranteed money, like it's it's NFL peanuts. So, right, a, a lot of these guys are expendable. So you you bring in another guy like Jackson Barton, who has I think six years experience. It's just you're just flooding the position in hopes that these guys can can play potentially snaps if they have to. But if you if you draft guys, it doesn't take them out of the ability to play. Right. If, if you take a Steve Avila in the stop of the second round, you're not going to have a Jackson Barton or a Dennis Daly keeping him from the playing field. Free agency has been what, seven weeks now. They've signed one starter because you're white. That's it. I mean, like. Unless you want to include like Will Hernandez, Will Hernandez will probably start, but he was an internal signing. The only outside signing, yeah, yeah, it's like Kazir White's going to come and start at linebacker. Everything else is up for grabs. These super chaps are up for grabs. Pick and spreads two dollars. Letting Johnny talk about Tyree Wilson, he hates him. I don't hate him. <laughs> Watch the video. I'm going to tell you my preference with Tyree Wilson. Pick and spreads. You get back to me. I know. Listen, I I am actually optimistic. Cardinal fans on on Twitter are much more reasonable than I am with Tyree of saying. 
I've watched the tape. He's a good player. He's a great player. And like PFF, there's a bunch of other sites that have him ranked as a top five prospect. I'd be naive and ridiculous to assume. Wasn't like that who Sims had as his top pass rusher? Well, in, in the egregious one that he had where Will Anderson was his fifth. Will Anderson's edge. an undrafted free agent, according to Chris Sims, <laughs> friend, of, friend of the program. Uh, topic 64, 499 Super Chat. JV Bo, convince JG to pick one of them 6'3 receivers. Um, I think all he's got to do is look at his receiving room right now when D-Hop's gone, and, and that'll that'll be all the convincing he needs. I mean, I love Hollywood and Greg Dorch, but they're undersized, and Rondell Moore is the ultimate undersized receiver. Zach Pascal, they signed to a one-year contract. He's the only receiver that they'll have size yeah. with. Antoine Wesley, I'm not even two. sure he's under. You got like Auden Tate, you got Javon Wims, but those guys were practice squad players. Yeah. They're over six feet. You, you really, it's that is something that they're gonna have. They're gonna have to add size to this uh, wide receiver core between now and training camp. There was not Somehow. a receiver in Cleveland with Drew Petzing that started for them, tight end or wideout that was under six foot. So use that uh, with what you will. Be money, four ninety nine, money boys. What do you think about them doing some sort of reveal on the next flight plan? They could hype up the episode, make it special. Maybe um, feels like the next flight plan though might happen like after the draft, about you know the first round who they take. But I really wish they could do the uniform unveiling so we could break it down. But and don't, I hope don't they you think you're going to do it. They'll they'll probably set a date within the next couple of days and do it at some sort of celebration like the, like you see it all the time like you see the player they'll get they'll have some player maybe within the next couple of days because they have a bunch of players in town well we talked about don't this think, on, a, on a show like last month like how, don't you think next week is early as next week right i mean we're gonna we're two weeks to the date from the nfl draft don't you think i think the uniforms the will be unveiled week? next week yeah right so monday we probably get a pretty vague press release saying show up to Scottsdale Fashion Square at this time, and they'll have a, a setup to where guys come out and parade around in their new uniforms. Do the little J- little James Connor will be James Connor will be in the uniform. <laughs> I think Kyler will be sporting the new uni. I mean, Kyler, Kyler was there? in town because he he gets the workout bonus. So, um, well, let's hope I that's mean, not the only reason he's working out. He can he's walk and strut down the catwalk if he needs to. Um, Hollywood probably will be yeah. in the new uniform. Um, we'd love to see our guy Dorch in the uniform. Maybe, you know, Zayvon Collins, I feel like it's pretty easy layup Buddha if he wants to No Isaiah Simmons yet at voluntary workouts. Just thought I point that mm-hmm. out for everybody. Yeah. Interesting. It's hanging out with D hop who, uh, is, could be traded at any minute. It, you know, Simmons is hanging out with D hop. Clemson yeah. boys. And we're. We're less than a month away from them having to make a decision on the May 2nd is the deadline for the fifth year option. I think we know. can't imagine there's going to be anything in the, is it the 11th hour coming in on that? Probably um, not. I think they're going to decline his fifth year option right after they take a player in the first round. They're just going to put out that press release real quick. <laughs> we, they don't have to make a press release on that. They're going to leak it out. There's We drafted Will Anderson. Oh, by the way, Isaiah Simmons is done after this year. <laughs> Stop. You don't have to slander him. It's just uh it's just what's happened. They're just not gonna pick it up. Don't you feel like if Simmons was was in their plans long term, he'd be at workouts right now? Yeah, I do. See, I, I mean, but he's, he's still on his rookie deal. Keep that in mind, though. He's still on his rookie deal. So does he have any workout bonuses in his contract? Probably not. 
So what, you got you, know, you got a new head coach that's a defensive coach, weights, Johnny. Like, don't put much stock in into who's here and who's not. I mean, you're getting guys okay. who they sign in the free agent market who are going to be vying for spots who want to get up to speed. Uh, it's it's they're not former first round picks, but they're 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 talking to the new coaches and stuff. And and Gannon said he's been, had conversations with Isaiah Simmons, so it's not like it's been radio silence. Uh, but you know, he could still, he's still going to have a role on this roster in 2023 and he's going to have the opportunity to make a lot of money the following off season. And most likely it's not going to be with the Arizona Cardinals organization. I was trying to, I was trying to have my Isaiah Simmons narrative here, but I, I, you know, I didn't want to put a pity party on our, on our draft party here. Um, Jordan P Simmons is going to be vying for a spot. I think Simmons is a part of a, of a very robust group of linebackers, and we're going to let the chips fall where they may. Blaine Clark Buddha just tweeted another cryptic tweet. I'll let my uh, counterpart, Bo Brock, look that up while I tell you guys about FOCO, leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise. See this J.J. Watt piece right here, this bobblehead? FOCO, baby. Product line including apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and more. Best officially licensed gear for all sports and fandoms. I've got a jacket from them. Tons of cool stuff. It's spring and it's baseball season. They've got Aloha shirts. They've got straw hats, polos, bags. You guys have seen Foco all over the Twitter streets. And you're probably thinking to yourself, man, I want to purchase something from them. I can help you with that. For all non-presale items, use that promo code PHNX. You get 10% off. Again, all nine all non-presale items. It's going to save you 10% off if you slam the promo code PHNX. They've always got our backs for Arizona sports, and they have for years. They're fantastic people, fantastic people to partner with, to work with. I've ordered from them, spent my own hard-earned money. Everything always comes packaged well, ships in a timely manner, and I love it, and I keep it around. They've got the best gear around. Use the link in our description. Check out their selection. If you're looking for fun stuff related to the Cardinals or any sports franchise, check out Focobo. Yeah, you had the uh, Michael Jordan gif being used for Buda Baker saying that's all I needed. That's all I needed for him to become for it to become personal with me. Uh, who knows? I have no idea. It's very cryptic. But at the same time, I think Buda Baker turns a lot of things into motivation. Um, you, what, you feel like this is directed towards who? I don't know. Here's what I'm going to say. You don't think there, there could be some disrespectful list he was left off of a rankings, safety rankings or something like that? No, I think that it probably do you think when's the last time Buddha was extended? Does anybody know? Can anybody tell me that off the top of yeah, my head? Two, uh, it was before what the 2021 season. So I mean, he's he's under contract this year. He's making 16 million, then he makes 17 million next year, then he's done. He's got two years left on his contract. My guess is he probably wants a new contract. And the Cardinals probably haven't given him. That's my guess. I don't know that. But he's got two years left on his contract, 16 and $17 million. The team, you don't know how good they're going to be this year, right? My guess is he sees D-Hop potentially traded. Some of his players, his buddies, you know, um, Zach Allen, Byron Murphy gone. Maybe he's like, trade me or extend me, and the Cardinals aren't doing that. And I don't know. It's a position that's not a premium position, but he's a premium player, and he's their best defensive player. So they need to figure it out. Keep if if you can't go through an offseason and trade DeAndre Hopkins, right? And lose Zach Allen, Byron Murphy, and then also Buddha to be unhappy. You just can't. Right. No, he signed that he signed that extension. Uh was it the this the 
just before the start of the season going in the, his, the final year of his rookie year. And he's been paid handsomely. He was one of the top paid safeties in the league. I, I'm not I'm not about to speculate that he's going in on the on the organization just yet. Okay. I hope not. I you know, and listen, he he's not a guy who likes to take shots at the Cardinals. If anything, I mean I put that out there about Vance Joseph not being equipped to lead this franchise, and he came at me supporting Vance Joseph. So he you know, I think it's it's probably something that is not Cardinal football related. But Monty Austin yeah. Ford, you you can't take. Can away. anybody confirm what if he ever had Cardinals in his bio? Because it's it's not in his bio any longer. Yeah, that's a little troublesome. That's uh, that's not nothing. But B- Buddha, like the safety market is. I mean, what the Cardinals? I'm not even going to entertain what they could get for Buddha Baker. I love Buddha Baker. He's not going anywhere. Monty Austin Ford basically said he wished he could have a roster of of Buddha Bakers. So we'll just. Just another another day with this team. I love them so I just love them so much. You just gotta love them even harder. Um, just like our friends Bo at Fubo TV. Absolutely, I've been loving watching the firing up the Fubo TV, watching our local teams, uh, getting to watch the D backs on a nightly basis. They had the big win yesterday afternoon. You got uh, Suns hoops. You've got uh, Coyotes hockey, which wraps up tonight. You can check out the final game, of course on Fubo TV. You could also check out the season wrap up at four peaks with our friends over at PHNX coyotes. We got 140 plus live channels of sports shows, movies, and news. The premium networks are unreal. All those movie channels that you want, including MGM plus, which is a nice one. I never even heard of, but it's nice. Uh, I'm sure our friend, everything that MGM cranks out is great, but everything that you can find on Fubo TV goes crazy as well. You got to check it out. Uh, while you're traveling, you can keep up to date with your local teams as well on your Fubo.tv. You got to get in on it right now. You got to check out what they have to offer. Uh, 15% off your first month with Fubo Pro. If you get in there right now, check them out. FuboTV.com slash PHNX for everybody still looking for that ability to cut the cable. Cut it. Don't cut us those. Like and subscribe. PHNX, PHNX Cardinals, wherever you get your podcasts. Check us out at gophnx.com. Our guy Howard Balzer, read his articles, 90% are free. Still use that promo code, Howard, H-O-W-A-R-D. I just ordered a batch of new gear from the PHNX Merchandise Locker. I'm hoping to rep at our PHNX Cardinals draft party April 27th, two weeks from today at Four Peaks in Tempe at 2 p.m. I'm going to tell you right now. There's still time. You order a T-shirt from the Merchandise Locker, right? It's in the link in the description. Go to gophnx.com. Go to the Merchandise Locker. You have our word. You wear a PHNX T-shirt. You've got one. You need to buy one. We will pay for your first drink on the draft party. Again, Bo and I will take out our our monies on the draft party that night. You come up to us and you do one of these in my face. Mm -hmm. I'm getting you a drink, whatever you want. (laughs) Typically, hopefully, something that is four peaks related that'd be great absolutely they got the specials going on that night kilt lifter the wow wheats you can always get those deals so uh but absolutely get in on those uh johnny buying you a beer and and i'll help them out as well (laughs) i'll cover the tip (laughs) well that's not what we agreed upon at all uh like this video subscribe to phnx sports on youtube like it so we can share it around the youtube algorithm once you're done with this go watch bo's breakdown 
on PHNX Sports of our guy, Will Anderson. We'd love to see him become an Arizona Cardinal. Is that going to come to fruition? Check out my Tyree Wilson breakdown coming in the coming days. For Bull Brock, I'm Johnny Venerable. We'll see you manana on a Friday.